0: Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew.
1: And my name is Anna.
0: And you're listening to the Culips English Podcast. Welcome back to Culips. This is Chatterbox, the Culips series for intermediate and advanced English learners that features natural and unedited conversations between native speakers. And today I'm joined by my co host, Anna. Hello there, Anna. How's it going?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Andrew. And you?
0: I'm doing well, and I'm excited for this episode because it's about one of my favorite topics in the world, which is the internet, something I use uh, probably too much in my life, (laughs) Anna, to be honest with you. (laughs) But I always enjoy talking about technology and the internet. And what area of the internet are we going to focus our conversation on today?
1: Today, we are going to be looking at online anonymity which is quite a difficult word actually I'm going to repeat that again anonymity so basically about whether we should be public with the things that we say or whether it's a good thing that we can be anonymous online
0: Very good. Yeah, I'm glad that you struggle with the pronunciation of that word too, Anna, because I find it very difficult. And isn't that interesting that there are some words in English that even English native speakers find troubling to pronounce? And I'll say it once myself here, online anonymity, anonymity. However, it's much easier to say anonymous, and probably I will Use that word more often <laughs> in this episode, anonymous. Being anonymous online. There we go. <laughs> so, we'll get to our conversation uh, about being anonymous online in just a moment. But before we do, everyone, we want to let you know that there's a study guide and transcript available for this episode on our website, culips.com, for all Culips members. And we highly recommend that you follow along with the transcript in the study guide while you listen to us here today. It's really the best way to study with us. And by becoming a Q-Lips member, you'll get so many awesome things that will help you become a more fluent English listener. And to check out all the benefits, you can just visit the website.
1: We also wanted to give a shout out to our listener Chan Song from South Korea, who left us a lovely comment and five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And you said, My life has entirely changed since I found Coolips. I always listen to Coolips every time I commute. By the way, commute is on your way to work or on your way home from work, that journey. It's very helpful for me to improve my listening and speaking skills as well as to learn new expressions. In addition to this educational reason, it is so much fun that I feel my commute time is really shortened. That's excellent. I'm very <laughs> glad to hear that, Chan Song. I highly recommend this channel. I want to become a fluent English speaker soon. Thank you guys for providing these nice lessons.
0: Chan Song, thank you so much. That is amazing to hear. Chan Song is from South Korea here, where I'm also living, uh, Anna. And I know what those morning commutes on the subway and the bus are like, and they're pretty packed. There's a lot of people. On the trains and on the buses it's not a very pleasant experience to commute in the morning but uh, i'm happy to hear that we can improve chanzong's commuting time a little bit at least and thank you again chanzong for that awesome comment it's great to hear uh, success stories like this about how someone's life and their english skills have improved from listening to us and Listeners, we'd appreciate it if you could support us by leaving us a kind review and a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Apple Podcasts or CastBox or whichever one you use. It really just helps spread the word about CULIPS to other English learners from around the world. And with that being said, we are ready to get into our episode for today. So Anna, I've got this story that I want to share with you about online anonymity. So you know how these days everyone spends a ton of time on the internet, right? Well, that's me too, I do that. And I was trying to look up some information on this story that I heard from one of my family members about a certain health remedy, and it was one of those stories where it just sounds too good to be true, And honestly, the whole thing really turned into a mess because I turned to social media. I went on Reddit, which is one of my favorite social media sites, and I read some news articles as well. And all of the information that I was getting about this health remedy seemed to be super biased and sketchy. And the more I researched it and dug into it, the more lost and confused I got. And that's when I realized that maybe it's because everyone online is anonymous, at least on the sites that I was using. So people don't have to use their real names or anything like that when they're commenting. And so because of that, it's really tough to tell if they're legit or if they're just making stuff up. And that caught me to thinking that what if we made people link their comments to their real names and identities? For example, if you had to sign up on a news website, then you'd be required to use your national ID number and your real photo. And I was thinking that that way, maybe it would be much, much more difficult to spread fake info online. But then again i thought about the flip side and being anonymous online does have its perks it has some benefits because we can speak our minds online when we're anonymous and we don't have to worry about backlash or being criticized personally so now i'm wondering if there's some middle ground between these two sides and that's what i want to talk with you about today anna i can see the pros and the cons of online anonymity And I'm super curious to hear what you have to say about it as well.
1: One thing for me, for example, recently I wanted to leave a review about somewhere I'd stayed because I went on holiday and I wanted to leave a review about the place. And I tried to do it on Google. And I don't leave many reviews or things like that because I'm quite conscious that it's in a public space. But I felt that it was important to leave a review in this case. But I couldn't leave a review unless I had my name, which was with my email address on my Google account. So I thought, well, I need to make sure that this is something I'm really happy with, like out there in the big wide web, because that's got my name next to it and my picture as well. I actually have my picture on the account. So I really thought about it before I posted it. I thought, okay, am I happy with putting this comment out there? This is, I mean, it was nothing bad really, but you know, it did make me think, is this okay? Should I put it out there? And so it's good in that sense because I'm being conscious and I'm, you know, I was making sure that I was polite and also accurate. But I do think there is this thing that if it's linked to your name and everything is kind of open, that there's no real room necessarily for maybe sometimes when you want to be honest or maybe when you need to raise an issue. These are some of the times when having anonymity is really good. For example, the idea of whistleblowers. Whistleblower is a really interesting term. And it's basically somebody who raises the alarm. There's a problem. Usually this is in the context of public organizations or, or companies um, or any type of yeah, any type of organization. Something's going wrong and people need to raise the alarm and let people know what's happening without going through that channel. It's kind of a sacred thing that people have. And so There's also this thing, and I hate to bring it back to Black Mirror, but when we're talking about these type of technology things, it's quite common. But in one of the episodes, it's kind of this point where if everybody knows what everybody's saying, everybody's like fake nice because nobody can be rude. You know what I mean? Mm. Because if everything's attached to our name, we feel we have to be polite in all circumstances or we have to, I don't know, I don't know if I'm making sense, but- I think there's the risk that if we don't have the ability to be anonymous, if we want to be, then we always have to be nice or maybe not be as honest as we would be. I don't know. I think
0: if I try to distill what you're saying here, then, Anna, Mm. it is if we get rid of being anonymous online then we lose the honesty that anonymity can bring, right? And it's more difficult to be truthful, especially around difficult topics like whistleblowing, where you're trying to point out some corruption, maybe in business or a government, and you want to alert the public about that. And people could feel less willing to do that if their real identity is exposed because they might fear retaliation or other consequences. So essentially, what you're saying then is anonymity can provide a safety net that encourages open and honest discussions, even when the topics are sensitive or controversial.
1: But also then again, being anonymous also means that people can say whatever they want. There's no consequences to the things that they say. So this is the thing about cyberbullying. And when people receive a lot of hate online, it's often from anonymous accounts, people that don't identify themselves, you know, people that have no face, no name. So there's also the flip side. But it's like we can't really have our cake and eat it too. Like we can't have one thing without the other thing, you know? It's like, it's kind of like yin-yang, this kind of balance. There's always something good. There's something bad. I don't think we can have our cake and eat it too. But I do think that having the ability to be anonymous is important. I think it's an important kind of principle of like the internet. And I think if you got rid of that, I think you would lose some of the essence of what the internet is. Although I can see benefits, of course, of having, especially in maybe these circumstances where we have vaccines or health issues or things where the outcome of spreading misinformation is quite serious, and then it would be beneficial. But then how do you decide what's, serious and what's not, and (laughs) rabbit hole.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it gets really complicated when we try to make decisions about, like you said, what is a serious issue, what's not Mm -hmm. a serious issue. What is fake news, what is real news. What is discriminatory, what is non-discriminatory. Who gets to make those decisions, right? There's gotta be some person or some organization in power deciding what the mandate is. And that is also scary, right? If we were to decide that the internet needs to be reformed because our discussions are just not civil anymore or not productive anymore by being anonymous and we need to reform it, then there's gotta be some reforming body. And that's always scary when you have like one organization in control. That's setting the mandate. I don't like that either it's a tough issue. There's no solution, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think it comes back to the point of, you know, as I had that moment where I was posting that review, it's like, you need to kind of be conscious of what you're putting out there. Some people are very open and very free about the things they put online on social media. And that's fine. Everybody has their own choice and decision to do what they like. I'm more on the other side I think probably because I have a presence on social media so I feel very conscious of that but I am very aware of the things that I put online because once it's online that's it it's always somewhere you know maybe it's um it's always going to be somewhere so one thing I like to do about you know privacy online is I normally make things private that's definitely one really really simple way to try and like manage what's available of the things that you put online that's an you know, it's just a super simple way that I know a lot of people do that. But I also don't put that much out there in terms of comments. And I certainly don't ever leave hateful comments or anything like that. And even that in itself is such an interesting psychology about why would somebody write a horrible message to somebody else online? And the reason normally is because they can do it without any consequence. Nobody knows who they are and they feel they have, you know, freedom to say whatever they want. But it's really interesting. I always wonder, who are these people? (laughs) Who are they? Because it's never occurred to me in my mind, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave a really horrible comment to somebody. I would just not look at their content or I would just avoid that person or I would not engage with them or whatever. But I always think that I always think who, who are these people or I'd, I'd love to know that, but it's, it's kind of faceless. You know, we have no idea who these people are that, that spread that type of, of message. Um, but yeah.
0: As we mentioned, this is a rabbit hole and this kind of conversation can go in so many directions. And, and Anna, I think you and I, maybe we have a unique position on this as people who make things and upload it online, right? We both are podcasters and we do social media as well. And because of that, we have a unique perspective of creators and we know what it's like to get negative feedback online. Mm. And uh, I think because of that, then I'm exactly the same way as you. I'd never leave a negative comment. Uh, If I don't like something that somebody's doing, then I just ignore it, right? I don't have to go out of my way to say like, oh, this sucks or something like that. I can just ignore it. But that's because I know what it's like to receive that kind of negative feedback. and, And I don't like it. So I don't do it in the future. And I also know how difficult and how much time and effort it takes to make just like a short video. It's insane the amount of time that Mm. just making a little bit of content can take sometimes. So having that perspective has allowed me to totally avoid being negative online, but not everybody has that viewpoint. And yeah, there are just so many different factors at play that can lead people to leave negative comments online. And uh, we know the internet is full of them. So (laughs) there must be some reason why People are pushed or led to do this. But I wonder even if we did take away the right for people to be anonymous, let's say just on YouTube, let's just take YouTube for an example. If suddenly YouTube said, okay, everybody's username has to change to the real name, there are no more burner accounts, no more fake accounts, you can have one account per person, it's tied to your identity, your real photo, your real name. Do you think? that would even eliminate negative comments and toxicity on the platform?
1: Oh, I'm sure it would have an impact, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, of course, of course. I think <laughs> the main reason why people say things online is because there's no consequence. Uh, if they're anonymous, mm. That that's the main reason. I mean, these are things that people would normally never say to somebody's face, never. Right. Right. So um, it's just a different way of communicating. But yeah, I think that would have a big impact. Probably what what might happen? What could I see that would happen? Probably you would get less negative feedback, but maybe you would just get less feedback overall. Maybe fewer people would comment in general because they would think more about it. Well, this isn't linked to my profile, which is linked to my identity. So I think maybe actually there would be less feedback overall because I think people would be more conscious of it. I don't know, it's interesting. It's probably to do with human like psychology and how people would react in that situation. But I'm sure that there would be less hate, just for the fact that it's linked to your identity. And that can be used against you in many different ways. If the situation came up, it it could be used against you. So
0: yeah. That's an interesting perspective. I mean, I could see what you're saying happening for sure. And I have no idea what would actually happen if this experiment were to be run in reality. But what popped into my mind originally was that, you know, society seems to be so segmentalized and tribal these days, like everybody's finding their group and sticking to the opinion of the group, I thought that maybe negativity would follow that pattern online as well. So instead of just like one person leaving a negative comment, a bunch of people would sort of group up and be like, this is our opinion together. And you'd have these like teams of people that have a similar life outlook or something yeah, or subscribe to the same school of thought. And you'd see like bullying in this way. It's almost like how bullying would be in real life with like a group of people picking on a weaker person uh, replicated online.
1: That's a good point. And that comes back to the idea of like mob mentality, which is like where you do things when you're in a group that you would never normally do as an individual. That feeds into that idea. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, probably. I mean, I guess people will always try and find a way to do it. I don't know. It seemed... (laughs) even though it's not very nice, but yeah.
0: I like your explanation better, Anna, that the world would become a better place and we'd eliminate the toxicity online.
1: Maybe not even a better place. I just think that it would maybe not be the same place because people just wouldn't leave as much feedback. There wouldn't be as many comments. So people wouldn't interact as much because they're so conscious about, you know, having their thoughts out there. So I think maybe not necessarily a better place, just different. Just different.
0: Just different. Just yeah. blander, maybe less discussion in general, overall.
1: Exactly. And not as much interaction with people, which is kind of what makes the internet and things like YouTube, YouTube and the internet, that interaction that we don't have in other social contexts. It's not like in, in normal life, we hold up when we're walking down the street, a picture and we're like, oh, do you like this? And everyone's like, oh yeah, I like it. I like it. You know, so <laughs> we don't get, it's just getting feedback in a way that we we don't get feedback in, in other contexts. So- That's what makes it work, I think. Makes it different.
0: And I think we'll wrap things up here for today. I wanna thank all of our listeners for making it to the end of this episode and for studying with us today. We hope that you are able to improve your English with us. And if you like listening to QLIPS and find us helpful for improving your English skills, then we would love it if you could support us. There are many ways that you can do that, such as becoming a QLIPS member. And remember, you can sign up on our website, Qlips.com. But that's not the only way you could support us. You could also follow us on social media, leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. And also you could tell your friends who are learning English to listen to the QLUPS English podcast. If you have any questions or comments for us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at That brings us to the end of this episode, but don't worry. We'll be back soon with another one and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. See you later.